Yo, yo, what's up everybody? I am so tired that I just, I did not have the energy to do the normal intense playoff intro with the NBA playoff music. I hope that's okay. I just want to break down the game five Warriors win real quick. The Warriors won 121 to 106. So not a blowout. It was sort of close for most of the game, but the Warriors never really had a stretch. We were like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the end. And I mean, that's kind of what I expected. I mean, they've been such a phenomenal team at home. The only home game, they've lost two home games so far, one to the Lakers, one to the Kings. And yeah, they're a great home team on the road. Yeah, that has been a different story uh, for the Warriors. But yeah, I think the big key to this game, we saw that the Lakers got 15 free throws. The Warriors also got 15 free throws. There's been a lot of talk about the free throws in this series because the Lakers have taken way more free throws than the Warriors, saying the refs are rigging stuff. I think, honestly, it's probably 70-30 playing versus refs. Like 70% of it is that the Lakers have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, you know, these guys are very good at drawing fouls. And our players don't draw fouls that much. When you watch a Warriors game, you're not watching us get to the free throw line a bunch. I mean, Steph dropped, what, his 250th game with 27 points and zero free throws. Steph, you know, I think as a Warriors fan, Steph should get more foul calls. Um, But, you know, we've seen this. This shouldn't be too much of a surprise. But having that free throw deferential just be zero, tied at 15-15, that absolutely favors the Warriors because they are so much better of a three-point shooting team than the Lakers. The Lakers have not been shooting the three ball well. However, I will say that the Lakers, or not the Lakers, the Warriors did not shoot the three ball well in the second half, but still played really well. Um, got good shots in the mid-range. Shout out Steph, shooting a lot of mid-range shots. Um, in the second half, um, in the fourth quarter, and making a bunch of them. I love that he wasn't just settling for three-pointers. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Don't get me wrong. No shot is a bad shot for Steph, but I still like when he's getting closer to the hoop because, I mean, that helps everybody, right? So moving on as well, AD was pretty good in this one. He was like 10 of 18 from the field, 23 points, solid outing from him. However, he didn't feel as dominant as game one or maybe game four, you know? So he also got hit in the face by Kevon Looney. It looked like he got a concussion. You hope he's okay. Um, Because when you went to the replay, it didn't look like that hard of an elbow to AD, but he still was grabbing his face and he had to sit out. So he definitely got rocked a little bit. Um, Hopefully he's healthy and can play in game six. Um, So we get these teams both at full strength. Um, shout out to Andrew Wiggins. He played phenomenal and, you know, it kind of slipped my mind, but how about Draymond Green starting the game with that three pointer? That's when I knew he'd come to play. It was giving me game seven, 2016 vibes where Draymond went like five of five from the field. But let me check the box score real quick. Yeah. Draymond Green with 20 points, seven for 11 from the field, one for two from three point range, 10 rebounds, four assists, 
Bravo, Draymond Green. We love to see that on offense. The minute totals also helped. Draymond Green only played 30 minutes in this one. Steph, 39. Thompson, 37. Wiggins, 36. The Lakers, of course, didn't play their guys too much as well. But, you know, I'm glad that we're not going over 40. Hopefully we'll have a little bit of legs left for that game six in L.A. where, if I'm being completely honest... I think the likeliest outcome is that the Lakers win. I just don't know if our team is deep enough this season to go on the road and have role players show up and support, you know, Steph or Clay or Draymond when not all three of them are on. It's going to take two of Steph, Clay, and Draymond having a great game to win that game. And we haven't seen that that much this playoffs. But you never count out the champs. I'm not counting the Warriors out. I'm hoping they win a game seven, a 3 1 revenge tour. This is what I wanted to happen in the Toronto Finals. Remember when the Warriors were down 3-1, KD was injured, Clay was out one game, I think it was game three in the finals, and they're down 3-1, and I'm thinking this is how Steph and Clay and Draymond rewrite the story. They're 3-1, down in the finals against Kawhi Leonard, and they come back without Kevin Durant, who everyone thought was the best player on that team, even though he was not... Okay, yeah, I know people are going to call me biased, but Steph was the engine of that team. Steph is the one where if you went out, you could absolutely see a difference, okay? It's not that, this is not me putting Kevin Durant down. He's one of the three best players of that generation, okay? You can order LeBron, Steph, and KD in any order, and an argument can be made. Though I think Steph and LeBron are actually the clear top two. But look, Kevin Durant's really good, okay? But I. I think Steph was better on those teams. I know the stats don't completely back it up, but that's where I'm at with that, okay? <laughs> Sorry, that's that's its own podcast completely. <laughs> but anywho, they go down 3-1. They win that game in game five, barely scratch it out, go back home for game six. Klay Thompson is having maybe the best game of his playoff career, second to the OKC game, right? And then, of course, we all know he tears his ACL on that Danny Green dunk attempt where he tries to dunk it over Danny Green. And the Warriors lose barely. They would have won that championship if Clay didn't go down. I know that. That's the one sports opinion I have where I know people will tell me I'm wrong, but I do not care. If Clay does not get injured, the Warriors are looking at five titles right now. Although, of course, you never know how things totally play out. I get that. But, yeah. That's what I think about that. <laughs> so, if the Warriors are going to win, we're going to need to see Game 6 Clay. I think everybody knows that, right? Game 6 Clay is going to have to make an appearance. So, we're hoping that Clay drops like 35. Give me eight threes, seven threes, the big ones. Brings it home. I think it could happen. I think somebody said something that Game 6 Clay actually only counts when Clay is trailing in the series. Think game six against the Rockets at home in the 2018 season. Think game six in OKC, and I agree with that. So we get the first part three game six, Clay. I believe it. I believe he can do it. Anyway, those are kind of my quick thoughts on the series right now. I don't have too much else. I just, I hope they pull it out, man. Last night, it was a real sunny day, real long day. Came back to watch the game inside, drink some wine. With my friends, sat on my floor sofa couch, and we were just chilling. And it was nice to have a not stressful game. I doubt that will happen again, but just for 
you know, just for my mental state of things. It would be really nice if the Warriors coasted to a 10, 15 point lead in that game and just kept it there. Because when you're watching basketball, man, and it's close and your team's on the brink of elimination, Celtics fans, I know you're feeling this tonight. It's just so stressful to watch. You don't know. And then they'll give you hope, right? They'll, they'll finally get over the hump. They get that four-point lead. You're like, oh, my God, this is it. And then, of course, the other team starts battling back. It's rhythm, man. It's, there's rhythm to the game. But I'm hoping that, you know, the Warriors can pull this one out. I don't have too much analysis for this game. I mean, Steph played well. Draymond played well. That's kind of the recipe for success. We need Clay to be a little bit better. I think his stat line in this game was, yeah, he was 3 for 12, 2 of 6 from 3, 10 points. Um, you know, he's been playing good defense, plus 16 on the floor. You know, you hope that uh, he can find a couple shots. I would talk about Jordan Poole again, but it's just so exhausting at this point. He had a better game on uh, Wednesday night, but he still shot 1 of 6 from 3. I mean, the 3-point shot has completely left him. I know he's frustrated with it. Hopefully, you know, the Warriors can just find him, get him a couple open looks. If he knocks a couple down, confidence spikes. We need Jordan Poole to be who he was last year, you know. Jordan Poole averaged 20 points a game, 50, 40, 90, essentially, and was just a key contributor. Remember the Nuggets series where he actually looked like Michael Jordan the first three games? That was incredible stuff. So I don't think we're getting that Jordan Poole this season. I just hope that. I just feel like the hate on him has gotten a little bit too personal. I don't like when people hate on athletes and they stop talking about the basketball side of things. Like, as a fan, of course, I have been frustrated that Jordan Poole has not been making the shots he usually makes. But do I hold that against him personally? No. I just went and played pickup basketball and blew out my left hip. (laughs) Just playing, like, really low-stakes pickup. So... I cannot be mad at these professional athletes who have worked so hard to get to where they are and be like personally mad at them. Of course, as a fan, it's going to be upsetting when a shot goes in. That's why it's so exciting when a, or when a shot goes out. That's why it's when a, when a, oh my gosh, can I speak? That's why when a shot goes in, it feels so good, but I feel like you have to hold that line. You cannot be upset at Jordan Poole, the person for what's going on right now. You can maybe be upset for some of the quotes he's said, like about wanting more playing time and maybe creating a little bit of drama for the team. I get that, but just just don't take it too far, man. Like this is how I felt when you remember when Paul George hit the backboard in the bubble series, the side of the backboard, and everyone just oh my gosh, the internet was just against him. That man could not do anything right for like two years because of that shot that went off the backboard in that game seven same thing has happened to james harden russell westbrook steph gets a lot of hate lebron has gotten a lot of hate it's just it's exhausting i'd like us to watch the game and just be excited like i think one of the people who are under that spotlight right now is jason tatum he has not had the best playoff run you know his celtics are down three two there's a lot of drama around whether Jalen Brown is going to stay or not. And drama is what drives attention and the storylines for the NBA, which is what makes money for people to watch. But at the same time, I just, I don't know. I don't know who I'm talking to right now either. Like this podcast gets like three listens, if that, you know, but just if you're a sports fan and you kind of go at other players, oh, I'm getting a call. Ooh, you listen to that ringtone? 
Okay, I'm gonna take this call real quick. Why don't we take a break? We'll do a little whoosh sound effect. Here we go, and you'll listen to some music. I'll be back. Okay, and we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking the time to get through that 10-second break or whatever it was. But, yeah, I think I think we were ending on, yeah, I was talking about Paul George and people overhating, but that was essentially my thoughts on it. Just keep it to basketball as a fan. You do not know these players. You do not know what's going on. I mean, I know with investment as a fan, like sometimes it does get a little bit past that. Like when Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face, I was like, this is a reflection on some of Draymond Green's character. And I do not know how much I like him off of the court because of that. I think that stuff is entirely fair. It's just, there's just too much hate. There's NBA Twitter. If you're someone who's even close to a part of it, you know how toxic it is on there. It needs to get less personal. It needs to get less personal. And sometimes people's excuse is like, oh, these players make so much money anyway. This is why they're paid so much. And, you know, even though... I think that, yeah, I mean, I don't know that's a completely different conversation about like contracts and just money and how much people should make in our country that I don't need to get into on this podcast. Uh, but there's a whole thing with the owners too, with how much they make versus the, and, okay, I'm going to stop. Uh, anyway, just, just remember it's basketball. That's kind of my message. And I need, I mean, I need to remember that too. I'm not, I'm not perfect at all. I also sometimes get too upset with players over things like that um, as someone who's just sitting on his couch watching the game, you know? Anyway, I'm going to move on to some quick thoughts on the other series. The Celtics, they lost to the Sixers. They're down 3-2. I'm here to tell you the Celtics are winning that series. I'm still not worried. This is how the Celtics are. Remember last year they played a seven-game series against the Bucks. They won. They also went down 3-2 in that second-round series against the Bucks and won. Um, and then they played a seven-game series against the Heat and won on the road. This team is battle-tested. I trust them, even though I know Celtics fans really don't. Um, I expect them to win in seven. Then for Heat Knicks, just want to give a shout-out to the Knicks, you know. Big game, big win for them yesterday. They are now down 3-2, but I expect the Heat to close it out home close it out at home in game six they'll win four two we will have a heat versus celtics rematch in the conference finals i don't know who i'm picking in that series i think i'm picking the celtics but we got to see what happens i mean my confidence level on these picks is like i don't know a three out of ten a four out of ten <laughs> i'm not really all that confident but that's just my personal opinion and then as for Nuggets Suns, you know, I got to actually just make sure it's still 2-2. Two, two. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This shows you that I haven't been completely tuned into the NBA. Nuggets beat the Suns on Tuesday. So it's been two days since then. <laughs> they got a game today. I think the Denver wins that. Um, and then we'll have, hopefully, Warriors Nuggets in the conference finals. Speak it into existence, right? And after next game, I will either have a preview <laughs> of the Nuggets Warriors series after game six or wait no 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 I'm getting way ahead of myself I'll either have a preview of game seven of Warriors Nuggets or no oh my gosh we need to we, we obviously are tiring out here we need to get away from the microphone 
after game six of Warriors Lakers, I will either have a preview of game seven Warriors Lakers, or I will have a preview of um, just the end of the season. Oh, ah, I just don't like saying that. I don't like saying that. Hopefully we get game seven. We shall see. But until then, have a good one, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And go Warriors. Enjoy the sun. If where you are, it is sunny. It is sunny here in Burlington, Vermont, which I am enjoying. And I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.